Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Mary Straczynski, founder of Star City Life Coaching, a licensed therapist for over 30 years who's transitioned into the world of coaching and works with professional women on eliminating their burnout. Fantastic. Mary, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm really excited. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you here. So can you just expand a little bit further on here? Where are you today with your business? Who is it that you'd love to work with? Well, I love to work with women that are either small business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, although I also work with a lot of women who are retired um, and still feeling burnt out, just Mm. exhausted, depleted. They have nothing left to give. Um... And a lot of times we find that burnout is not about working too many hours. It's really about how much of ourselves we're giving, uh, the people pleasing, our perfectionist tendencies. Um, And so I love to do that. I have a 90-day one-to-one program, um, but I also have a program now that's group coaching and I, I love what I do. I love helping women to not have their health suffer, to have their relationships that they want to, and to realize mm. they really don't have to live like that. I kind of call it the good girl syndrome. Um, I'll have a lot of women who will come to me and say, I have this really strange feeling that I'm going to get in trouble. And this mm. could be somebody in their fifties, their sixties. So it's really all about how can we eliminate that feeling for them so they can really be who they are authentically. Yeah, I love that you brought this to the the Unforget Yourself show because Unforget Yourself, it's all about you. you your happiness matters. Just somewhere on the way you, you forgot and everyone else came first and then it becomes second nature. And then it's a habit. And it's just, isn't this just normal? And we're over here yelling, no, it's not. It shouldn't be. It doesn't have to be. So where, where do you find your clients are when they, when they first reach out to you? What's maybe time and time again, if you could eliminate one thing and everyone starts at levels, what would that be that, that you find um, you have to work through, overcome, or just make, make, make them aware of? So where are they at usually when they come to me? Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Typically uh, it'll be health problems that will bring them to me. Uh, whether it's from working too much or someone who is maybe still taking care of children, but maybe they're also caring for aging parents and they're doing everything for everybody. But Mm. 
Um, I think sometimes people hear my story and I have some health issues that are in my story and they can resonate with that. But typically a lot of autoimmune disease, inflammatory issues, and these are women who I think are realizing that their health is in serious jeopardy. And if they don't change something in their lives, sometimes they don't know what it is that they need or want to change, but they know something's got to change. So that's usually where they're at when they come to mm. me. And um, <clears throat> let's be honest, change is hard. I mean, even with massive health conditions, even with dramatic things happening within our business or our personal life, it's still so much easier to just kind of avoid, keep working, blame everything external. How have you been able to hold a place for your ladies to be able to okay, take accountability, responsibility, maybe a little bit of surrender to be able to be like, yeah, okay, this is what I want. This is happening. I do want to insert change that they want. What's it like when they get to, to that place? Well, as you said, change is hard. Um, but I think what I see a lot is that women don't realize that change is even a possibility. I think they come mm. hopeful that I can help them change, but there's this part of them that is not sure that it's really possible because they feel that somehow they're at fault or they're deficient and that's why they're at where they are. And so there is a big education component with my coaching in terms of really helping them to understand how the brain works and how the nervous system works and how in a lot of ways they have um, responded in a way that's just very human and that they don't know any different, but that mm -hmm. we can, we can, we can change that, that there are tools, there are ways that they can change but they just don't know what those are. And being a therapist, even I can say that there's many people that have spent years in therapy and they come to me and they've never even heard of some of the things that I talk with them about. So I think it really starts with giving them hope and helping them to understand that it's not them. It's the way they were programmed. It's, it's the brain working the way it's supposed to. Uh, but there's ways that we can work with that. Yeah, I mean that. I think that one line change them for them to see that change is even a possibility. Yes, that's beautiful. That is just to hold space for that alone. Whatever you're going through, whether it's health, relationships, business, to understand that it is possible. There's a whole plethora of options out there for you. Some may look too scary. Some you may even not even look at because I didn't even know that. It's I can't I can't see the how. Let's talk about that how mm -hmm. because fuck the how sometimes <laughs> let's put, let's park that it doesn't matter where are you going what's happening with you right now how can you manage yourself and bring the energy that you want to whether it's play fun curiosity to find those it doesn't need the how sometimes the how is irrelevant maybe the how is the worst thing that gets in the way sometimes yeah. Can you speak to this principle? Yeah, I do think that sometimes that's one of the things that makes my coaching a little bit different is having the therapeutic background um, in the sense that my specialization is in trauma. That was my background. And so 
I think it's really nice to be able to work with somebody and collaborate and focus on the future and give them tools to use to get to where they want to go. But Mm. often the reason why they haven't gotten there already is because there is something holding them back. And a lot of times it's a story that they're telling themselves that's very old from the past and they don't even know it's happening, right? Because it's part of their subconscious thoughts. So they're not aware. So having the therapeutic background, sometimes we can take a break and say, okay, let's see if we can find this story. What is this message that is repeating in your head all day long? Or what's the trauma response that's coming up? The fight, flight, or freeze that is really preventing you from using the tools that you're learning to move forward. Mm. But the difference is we don't stay stuck there. I think sometimes in therapy, there's a lot of, okay, we're going to talk about how you're feeling, but there's not a lot of good takeaways. They're not walking out that day with some actionable items to work on. So we don't say stuck in it, but we do try to identify it, process it. So for once and for all, they can move past that and be able to use the tools they're learning to move forward. Yeah, that moment of, ah, yes, I I get it now. I can see it. Yes. Now you just hit the moment of choice. Now is what, what can you do with this? So yes, you need the guides, you need the tools, you need the crumbs, you need the motivation and desire to work through because you can just go back. Like, yeah, I get it now. I see it. Cool. I'm going to go back over here where I was. Like that. You are free to do whatever the hell you want. Yes. But you have, you can be given or you definitely can find the support, the tools, the methods, the people, the community that will take you where you want to go. Everything at that point is, is a choice. So yeah, before that point, it's an invisible choice. Didn't have the awareness. You weren't aware the choice existed. Now, exactly. at least you got to that point. So let's, let's bring this concept into, into you and, and your business. So as you've, you've grown from obviously your, your, your therapist world into your business within, within coaching and now your business into, you know, group and online, that is night and day difference. It's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. The sort of the distance that you've kind of traveled and what you've taken on. So how, how has that been for you as you've been met with these sort of new choices and as a, as a therapist and a coach, you know, all the principles, you know, all this stuff, you know, what you should be doing, oh, but sure. in the moment, crumbs, isn't it hard? Oh my gosh. I mean, so it, just to say a little bit about my story with burnout and give you an idea of how hard it can be to be objective with yourself, right? I've, I've been a clinician for over 30 years, um, was working for a national human service agency. I really grew with the company and had been there for over 20 years. Mm. And I was so burnt out. I was traveling, working long hours and getting to the point where I, you know, not eating lunch, working till two in the morning. I mean, just not taking care of myself at all. Mm -hmm. And at one point I woke up, thought I had something in my eye and go to the doctor. They thought I had multiple sclerosis. And I remember just sobbing in the parking lot, Mm -hmm. calling my husband because I had three young girls at home at the time. And all I could think of was how was I going to be able to take care of them? 
fortunately it was not multiple sclerosis, but the brain, the nerve in my brain was so inflamed that it was blocking my vision. Mm. I was very fortunate because I was able to get all my vision back, but you would think that that would have been enough of a scare to make a change in my life at that point in time. But no, no, it wasn't. And you I didn't went go back to old ways, did you? <laughs> oh my God. Now. Straight back into the habits and the behaviors, which is. I fun. sure did. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Because, you know, with that good girl syndrome, you think it's something about you. So I must not be working right. I'm, I still must not be working enough. Um, mm. Somehow I'm failing. Um, it, so I think I put more pressure on myself, which of course led to more health issues. I continue to have these strange things pop up that were all inflammatory related. Um, I had shingles, I had mono, I had a blood disorder that they even said went back to inflammation. Um, so I'll tell you what got my attention, which was kind of funny, but at the time my um, now son-in-law, he was living with us and his father had been an ambassador. And he looked at me one day, he said it with love, but he said, my father ran an entire country and he doesn't, he didn't work as much as you do. And I was uh, like, oh, ouch. <laughs> that got my attention more than the health issues. So even a clinician, I couldn't be objective about myself. I couldn't see what was going on with me. Sure. Mm -hmm. Is there stuff about the company? Absolutely. And there's a lot of information out there about what can companies do to help their employees to prevent burnout. Um, but I really had to take a look at myself and say, what is going on with me that I continued in this environment? And I'm not even saying people have to leave their job. That's not always the answer because then you actually just go to another job and repeat so the same just, patterns. <laughs> just pause in that moment for a second there. What, yeah. was, what was the driver for you? Because have you been able to identify, here's what was making me work 20 times harder than I should have been. Here's where I was putting too much pressure on myself. What was that? Was it a desire? Was it a fear? What were you trying to avoid? What, what, what was it? Yeah, I think for me, um, I had always been very goal oriented. I left home early. I had some trauma in my childhood, which of, of course is part of why I was so passionate about what I was doing. But I think there was two things. One, a little bit of the hero syndrome really just feeling a great responsibility for everybody else. I felt responsible yeah. for the clients. I felt responsible for my boss. I felt responsible for my family, for my staff. I mean, I had the weight of the whole world on my shoulders. Well, but again, <laughs> in that moment, and it, it's yeah. easy with hindsight to look back. Yeah. Did you? Did you really have these responsibilities? Were they were they true? Exactly. Were they real? Right. No, they were they were completely self-imposed. And I think the other piece of it was also um, needing needing approval. Mm. Even though I didn't really even know where I was looking for it from, I thought I had high self-confidence, um, but there was, I think, a wound, right? There was one yeah. that I thought I had healed a long time ago that really hadn't been healed yet. And so there was something I was trying to fill. That's what was driving me. Mm. Yeah. And it wasn't until I identified that and I realized how little value I was really putting on myself as a person 
that that is what was really causing my behaviors to continue and not make the changes. Mm, so to be, to be always seeking something external, to always be seeking something yes. is we're fighting a, a never ending battle because we're never going to find the one, the thing that's going yes. to fill that that void especially if damn it we don't know what the fucking void is yeah how are we going to solve that problem <laughs> right so it's again back to our previous conversation it's about yeah. that, that how in the middle trying to add the responsibility trying to get this it's it's focused solely on this middle bit the how rather than back into yourself and right. then look at okay what do i want where yes. am i truly going how do i want to live so this is let, let's let's tie this into today because yeah where you've come from and, and what what challenges maybe drove you and maybe what's made you the, to be the to be the coach that you are today to bring all this in all this experiential knowledge you've gone through it you've seen it you felt it probably yeah. still feel it in certain places where are these threads still showing up it might be a different situation it's obviously a different level now where can you still see like mm, this this feeling is familiar where is that yeah I, I i've noticed it at a couple different stages in growing this business um mm. just in terms of how big do i want things to get right what you know where do i want to take this and I don't feel it anywhere near as much as I used to, but every once in a while there, you know, there'll be a little pang there of, Ooh, that might be too much responsibility. You know, if I go back yeah. to supervising people, hiring people, um, you know, there's that little glimpse of, Ooh, I've been there before. And that wasn't You've such a good situation for me. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen too much. I've been exposed to too much. Um, right. And so um, that's something that I really have to continually work on for myself. Yeah. And, and also just not falling back into the burnout, really taking good care of myself. Mm. And by that, I know for my personal self, it's rest, it's rest, it's getting enough sleep, being mm. able to have clarity to stay focused on my values and my goals. Yeah. That's what really helps me when I'm trying to determine where do things go next? Am I just, you know, fooling myself? Am I just telling myself that, you know, oh, I don't want to get too big because of this, or is it really those old things coming back up? So I have to really yeah. um, be very in tune with myself. I don't know how spaceful, maybe we're always, Calling ourselves in certain yeah. places, um, we we tend to car oh, crumbs in every aspect of our life. We we can overcorrect so easily. We do on this, so we're gonna go so far to the other way <laughs> yes. to make sure that we don't and realize, ah, oh, damn it, that's actually again not helping us go in, in in the direction that we we want to go in. So that that principle that you're speaking about here, which is you've you've been through over responsibility, it's physically taking its toll on you. Now with that trauma of you you've seen the impact that you're having. You now have the global audience. There's a different way of working. And to have more impact, a little bit of scaling is, is, is necessary to a certain degree. But with that comes complexity, more systems, more people. And if each one has a little flavor of, yeah, but then it's going to bring this, or then this is going to happen. 
there's a oftentimes I think we find ourselves playing it safe and maybe justifying. There it is. Oh. Do, you, do you find what's what's your kryptonite? Is it the justification that you can oh you, you can justify why I don't want to build a team because that's going to bring this and my priority is this life or yeah is it the justification is it maybe a little bit of of doubt or is it i just, I just can't i don't want this overwhelm where would it be for you yeah i think a little bit of that fear of that that feeling of overwhelm yeah. again right um and so for me it's it literally is about always going back to the why and and that's really where i start with a lot of my women as well is mm. What is your why? Because a lot of them don't know. I mean, and they're so used to uh, taking care of everybody else that that's a question that they've never even asked themselves. But for me, it's a very big guiding force, right? So that's how I can tell if I'm just fooling myself or if if this really should be a goal. And it's about how does it align with my values? And Mm. is it going to help me to get there? Is it part of my why? Then if it is, then I know, okay, it, it, you, you need to go forward with this. Um, If it's really about, oh, you're just scared of getting tired again and stressed and having health issues come back. And well, then I know those are thoughts and feelings that really aren't serving me very well in the moment. So. Yeah. And, and nothing's so black and white. I mean, the why's, excuse me, they, they change. It's sometimes it's a moving target. <laughs> You've built this this life yourself. You're now in a, the next transition, which is the why may change. It may take a little bit of the residue of, of the old. I, I like this aspect, but I want to be doing this. But will this have a ne- negative impact on that area? So there's there's like yeah. a sort of seesaw, a juggling act. There's all these moving parts, and sometimes they're connected. Other times, it doesn't make any difference but we can convince ourselves so with those the fear of scaling showing up hiring if we can find that justification or that fear is like oh here's why i can't do the hard thing because because i don't want this thing when it may not work that way i think that's i love the way you're you can describe that because this is the fun and games that even with you know 30 years as a therapist life right. coaching working with so many women it's like hold on I can still see where it's showing up and you can talk authentically to this part of you. It's kind of beautiful to see that. But is it also frustrating? Oh, is it frustrating? No, I don't think I feel frustrated. You know, I just, and this is the part of me that I really like it when it comes through to my clients. And that is that I'm human, just like they are. And Mm. so this is an ongoing process every day and helping them. If they can see my humanness, then Mm. I hope that that helps them to feel a lot more comfortable with theirs. Right. Um, I think the problem is, you know, they can look at us as coaches, as therapists, or just people on social media and think, oh, sure. It's so easy for them, you know, and they can come up with reasons why they think that might be right. They're, they're, yeah, I feel like we're not real enough with people, um, especially if we're in social media or something like that. And I think that's a really important part of what we do is to be transparent and let people know, yeah, 
we we make mistakes too. We have challenges too. We might overcome one today and have a new one tomorrow. <laughs> well, we most likely will because that is life, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and, and that comment you just made about yeah, it's easy for them because insert right. And you know what we that's our brain. That's us talking. That's our fears or justifications coming into play because hey, it's easy for you. You've got no kids, or it's easy for you because you have kids. It's easy for you because you're you're British. You're American. It's easy for you because you will find the thing that you need to work through this um, yeah. or avoid it. So again, going full circle, now back to choice. It's, it's, it all, is, it's, it's not your things. outside circumstances. It comes mm-hmm. from within. Mm-hmm. Love that. Hey, Mary, thank you so much for sharing your story as well as what does you do and how you do it. It's fascinating. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh, thank you for having me. And like I said, if if anyone takes anything from today, I, I hope it's that they know that they are worthy, that that is inherent within them. It's not about what they do or tied to their productivity. Um, and women really need to understand that this putting themselves before everybody else, it's it is a killer and it's very serious. And it doesn't have to be that way. Yep. As you said before, change is, it is a possibility. It's possible. Oh my gosh. Yes. Beautiful. Mary, if people want to find out more about, about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? They can find me at starcitycoaching.com. If they go to my website, I hope they'll consider downloading my free burnout assessment. And I also love it when people write to me. So they can write to me at Mary S at starcitycoaching.com. And I love to get questions and I love to hear from people and find out, you know, what's going on for them and what are their challenges. So I hope people reach out. That'd be great. Absolutely. Well, there you go. If you're curious, go and check it out. But Mary, again, thank you so much for being here. And thank you for sharing. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their (laughs) earballs. All the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. (laughs) See you next time. Bye.